Welcome to the Warriors Off-Court Podcast. This is Bruce Jenkins of The Chronicle. Today I'm going to be joined by Ann Killian. We're going to talk Warriors, uh, get into the Chase Center a little bit. Um, Steve Kerr's candid comments about losing Andre Iguodala, how we feel about that. Um, the World Cup in China, where everybody seems to be bailing out. Um, the whole dynamic with the L.A. Clippers and how suddenly they look so much better than the Warriors. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, Stephen Curry and his wife and their foundation. So join us. We'll be right back after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Bruce Jenkins here from the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the latest Warriors podcast. It's an all-columnist edition today. It's myself and Ann Killian. And Ann, you know, the first thing I wanted to ask you, I I have yet to set foot in the Chase Center. I seem to have missed all the tours, and I've been out with (laughs) knee surgery and everything else. And I know you've spent some time there. I'm just wondering about your impressions of the place. Opulent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I went uh, last week, which was kind of the tail end of their media tours before they shut it down and and really finish it off um, because we're about five weeks away from the first event they're going to have. It is... um, over the top, uh, I think Scott Osser will be writing a column about this because it's kind of really in his his yeah. his, uh, his comfort zone in terms of making fun of people's private butlers that they have <laughs> yeah. in their suites and um, you know their own private wine cellars. Oh my goodness! Um, it's it's going to be beautiful. It's it's a pretty stunning venue. There's a lot of glass. Um, the seats were in. The floor is in. Um, the lounge areas, the club areas are enormous. Uh, mm-hmm. The suites are just over the top uh, in terms of luxury. But but then for the you know the the rest of us who won't be in suites, like, like if you're walking along the exterior corridors, there's just stunning views of the bay, and it's it's funny because you know it's an area that really not a lot of us have spent a lot of time in, right? We, most of our experience have ended at about the ballpark. So mm-hmm. this is all kind of uncharted territory, I mean, unless you live in one of those condos. but um, So there's a lot of really beautiful bay views. They are uh, trying to do the right thing by transit. Um, mm-hmm, there's, yeah. there's going to be a ferry terminal or a ferry dock right across the street that's not in yet, but they're talking about having one a little. I forgot what pier it is, but it's further down. But it's going to be kind of between AT and T Park and and this building. Um, so I think they're going to have ferry options right away. Uh, they're going, you know, the subway is not going to be done. That's not a, a Warriors issue. That's a City of San Francisco issue. That's going to um, be a big convenience thing for people on BART. And they can transfer to the subway. Next thing you know, you're right yeah, there. But that's and, not till. Yeah, not Months not away. yet, but but there is a um, you know a, a light rail stop right mm-hmm. in front on on Third Street. Um, the restaurant scene, the the just the amenities, the it, it, and and that that part is not all the restaurants and everything and the whole uh, front area that they're going where they're going to have um, 
a lot of shops, a lot of restaurants. That's going to just be, I think, um, make it a neighborhood. Yeah. Because there's really not that much there yet. There's a lot of living space down there, but not a lot of um, great amenities or places to hang out. So I think it's going to be kind of the cornerstone of that whole neighborhood. Um, it's going to change San Francisco again, and it and it'll change the Warriors. That's mm. for sure. Yeah, uh, obviously they're not going to be able to replace what they had at Oracle. But is there any sense that when you're actually watching the game, that there's any going to be any feel of intimacy? I mean, is it or is this going to be like the Staples Center? Where... Oh no, it's much more intimate than no, the Staples good. Center. Yeah. yeah, it's much more intimate. It's actually has fewer seats than Oracle. Hmm. Um, the seats are right on there. Uh, our guy Raymond Ritter, the great PR guy, yeah. did did us a solid and actually has us in a in a fairly decent location. Um, kind of. Fairly similar to where we are now, but a little more in a corner. Mm. But um, uh, I think um, I don't think it's going to be about the structure of the building. I think it's going to be about the structure of the crowd. That's <laughs> going to be the difference. I mean, yeah. Well, at eighteen thousand a night, you know, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and dollars um, that is right. Not people <laughs> dollars. Uh, and and you know, Scott has always had the great line about the Levi's, uh, the clubs, and where everyone is that they're down in their tequila bunkers, <laughs> and there are literally tequila bunkers in this place. There, if you have the courtside, not the right on the courtside seats, but like rows five to eight, something like that, you those seats come with a uh, below ground suite that doesn't have v- a view of the court. So it really is a tequila bunker. So people will be can just go under there and they can be watching the game on TV and having yeah. a grand old time, but they're not going to be in their seats. So yeah. um, that'll be an interesting thing. I mean, it's it, it has a lot of places to spend time other than in your seat watching a game. Yeah. I know I'm not going until I get my own wine cellar. and I don't even <laughs> drink wine, so <laughs> but I want to be prestigious. So. Exactly. It's all about the status. Um, how much parking are they going to construct, like, underground? There's three levels underground. Mm. Um, and and those, are we in there, most importantly? Um, I, think of, I think there are a few. Yeah. Again, um, Raymond uh, knows that uh, getting some level of, of accessibility for the media is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure that most of those will be the... There, so there's three levels that goes all the way underground, which must be fascinating, you know, with the bay water coming in. How did they construct oh all God. that? Yeah, but uh, but those will be the high rollers and the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that should be fun. Uh, let's switch topics here a little bit. I was interesting. Uh, Steve Kerr is rather candid the other day uh, on a Warriors Insider podcast really expressing uh, a lot of dismay about losing Iguodala. And I know you and I have shared a, just a basic skepticism about the way that whole thing came down and the way the team looks and what we've lost. And uh, did you see those comments? Uh, they, they, he's pretty, it's, it's a devastating loss. He's not questioning Bob Myers' uh, long-term plan. He said it makes perfect sense. But just for right now, he said it's really going to sting. I would agree with him. And I, I think it's, it's really – I just find the last couple of weeks how this whole thing has played out – just one of the more fascinating things that I've experienced in sports to have this amazing run come to this screeching halt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to the point where, like, you know, you almost felt like you're flying forward and about to hit the windshield, you know, in a, <laughs> like in a car accident. And and uh, and because we can't I mean, I think most of us were 95 percent sure Durant was going to leave sure. anyway. But then the way the rest of it unraveled. 
is just and I and I would agree with him that the Iguodala thing is just like the knife in the heart. And I think that's the way the fans feel. The fans are like, you know, most of us probably thought KD was going to leave anyway. KD was, um, I think, you know, not the most pleasant persona for the last couple of months. I think that um, that, uh, uh, you know, he's not going to play next year. Mm. So that all almost felt like a done deal. But. The Iguodala thing, I think, caught everyone. You know, if we know the ramifications of the salary cap, maybe it shouldn't have caught us all by surprise. Mm -hmm. But I think it kind of caught everyone by surprise because he's just been so important to this franchise. And yeah, I, I and you know how much Kerr loves him, and you know he's the one who had the nickname the babysitter, and he was mm -hmm. the one who was almost a coach on the floor. He could always trust him. They, you know, he's always called him the smartest player he's ever he's ever been around. So. I think it's uh, that's the one that that is more painful to process, and maybe that's a good thing because Iguodala is at the end of his career. Maybe well, maybe the fact that it takes away some of the sting of losing Durant, that it, there's more focus on losing Iguodala, uh, yeah. just means people can move on e more quickly. Yeah, and I mean from the fans' perspective, perspective, the Warriors definitely got the best of him. I mean the, oh. he he was just such a big part of that, and he he was coming up on his last year. This was going to be his last year with the Warriors. But it's interesting, he's sort of lounging around in Memphis waiting to see what's going to happen there. And if they uh, buy him out, and therefore you don't have to take on that $17 million that he's owed, you can just figure out a free agent deal. Uh, ESPN says that the Lakers are keeping a spot open for Iguodala. How interesting would that be? Yeah, and that... Um I think I think then it would really sting even more, right? <laughs> because if the Lakers do what a lot of us expect them to do and be in contention for the Western Conference title, and they're doing it with Iguodala, and um, yeah, yeah, and Boogie, <laughs> that's a little much. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Or the Clippers. I mean, either yeah, either one. Yeah, yeah. If he went there, that'd be weird too. Yeah, but um, I mean, I I think we all know his value, and I and I would imagine, and his value really comes in the playoffs. So. I, yeah. I can just see any – why wouldn't any contender try and figure out a way to get him? Mm -hmm. You know, we're so used to seeing the Warriors and Steve Kerr in, in the finals. And it was an unbelievable run. And just watching the press conference yesterday in L.A. with the Clippers and the beaming Doc Rivers and projecting ahead of the season – a Warriors-Clippers game where Doc Rivers it has all the cards. <laughs> and, and here's Steve Kerr over here trying to figure out, yeah. you know, Poole Ooh. and Pascal. And, How and the times Spellman have changed, and, right? The tables yeah. have turned. Yeah, well, and I think, um, and I know a lot of Laker fans who are really, really excited, but I still think that, that you know, when you're putting together these teams like Lego blocks, you know, we're just going to grab these three Legos and these two Legos and see if they <laughs> can match up. I think that... The culture and the the coaching is a huge part of making all those things click together, and that's why I think the Clippers have the advantage here. One, they already have a little foundation of winning after last year when they, you know, I don't think they really expected to win, yet they made the playoffs and they gave the Warriors their money's worth. Um, they have an owner that people like, the players seem to like, and 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 want to play for and they have a really really good coach and doc and mm -hmm. you know if the i think if the lakers get off to uh you know not the greatest start or you know that thing takes a little bit of time to gel jason kidd's going to be the coach by december right yeah, and then exactly. it's going to be more turmoil and i mean <laughs> i just don't think you can go from the turmoil the lakers have had to having everything click smoothly just because you got some good pieces 
Yeah, speaking of over the top, how about Steve Ballmer at that press conference? He, he's literally like screaming. Yeah. He's like, get up, everybody. You know, like he, he's yeah. out in public. It's a press conference. What, are the writers supposed to stand up and start dancing? Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a little over the top. And it's funny because Doc is one of the most, um, like, he's one of, so smart and yeah. so, you know, experienced and savvy about the NBA. It's just, it's kind of a little funny match there. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it refreshing that Curry and Draymond Green weren't even a part of this World Cup in China thing because they didn't, they, they, you know, it makes so much sense for them not to go. I mean, you know, rest is the thing now, but it's, it's like that entire team is bailing out of playing uh, in the World Cup, which is coming up. One after another, they're all just... Yeah, which is a little unfortunate, I think. Um, I mean, I the demands on these guys are so much, but they also put more demands on themselves by traveling because their shoe company wants them exactly, to be going. Yeah. I mean, Steph was, Steph was in Shanghai, like, you know, a, two days after the, <laughs> after the season in it. So, I mean, I, I, that's, that's a tiny bit of a bummer. I, I would hope, I hope they play for the Olympics next year. Cause oh, I think, yeah, that's, that's a different deal. This tournament really doesn't have that much prestige. I don't think people have any familiarity with the history of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ben Simmons yeah. backed out No, it's Australia a totally and, different thing. Yeah. But, but the Olympics like, will draw. It was a bummer four years ago or three years ago in Rio because, you know, that's one of the reasons Draymond got to got to play. And, and um, I think Clay was also a late add to mm-hmm. that team because so many people bailed out of it, including Steph. And Steph yeah. was coming off injury. That was, you know, when he played through the playoffs with the injury. And I know Steph has said – you know, that's kind of the one thing that's missing on his resume. And I, I know that, mm. you know, he, he has said he'd like to play at the Olympics. So I I hope we see him in Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it is in Tokyo is probably a, an appeal for Steph and a lot of guys who want to do some business over there. Because yeah. it's, it's such a it's such the future. A, you know? Yeah, it's such a big market. Well, speaking of Steph, I know you've had some contact with Steph and his wife as far as our new foundation, uh, which seems really cool. And I just wonder yeah. if you could... Talk a little bit about that and just, you know, how refreshing it is to deal with somebody like Steph after some of the uh, slugs we deal with in sports. It, it really is. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but Steph, Steph is so wildly popular. And so, you know, if you're sitting around at a dinner party or, you know, having a drink with someone, they're like, that's Steph Curry. Is he really? And I can always I mean, it's he's one of the few guys I can say he really is what he seems to be. And the latest example is this um, foundation that he and Aisha have started. And I think they've, you know, he signed his max deal two years ago. And I think he um, spent, I think they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how they wanted to set up a foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, So they spent about 18 months and they've both done a lot of charity work. Obviously, as parents of three, kids are such a huge part of it. Um, so they decided they wanted to focus on kids. They wanted to focus on the three elements that would um, make a good, healthy childhood. And uh, one is nutrition. And mm-hmm. so they're doing a lot with um, uh, getting you know kids who are underserved, getting them breakfast as well as school lunches. Um, Making sure they have access to that, and and Asia through her all of her cooking ventures, she's done a lot of work in that area anyway. Then there's a lot of the education component um, with mentoring and tutoring and scholarships, and then um, obviously kind of the Steph area of expertise, which is 
recreation and they're going to do work refurbishing uh, recreation facilities and and supporting local leagues and Under Armour's involved. And um, they have a lot of big uh, companies they're working with. To me, the coolest thing about the whole thing is it's based in Oakland. And so everyone's bailing out of Oakland. And, like, they had an event with, um, I think, about a 1,000 um, Oakland Park and Rec campers mm-hmm. at Lake Merritt last week, kind of their launch event. And, you know, Steph said, you know, that all my best memories happened in Oakland yeah. and the East Bay. And that he, and this, these, this is his words. There's a real power to that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it... it Again, it kind of speaks to the kind of guy he is, is that um, this isn't just about what's my legacy or what can the Curry name be, but what's really important to me. And um, and I think it's cool because I think uh, if if the rumors are true, they're about to move themselves oh, across right? the bay. Oh, um, okay. yeah, 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 which makes sense. I well, mean, who, yeah, who you, wants to do that commute when, you know, that's that would be really crazy, awkward. Yeah. really bad. So... Um, he said, you know, he he said, well, the Warriors are moving and, and, and we're probably moving, but, you know, our efforts, we really want to stay focused in Oakland. And I think that's important to the community um, to have, you know, and I, I talked to a couple of the, I, the their partners and they, they just said, you know, to have someone like that validate not only the efforts of these agencies, but also to to the kids that validates them a lot so i think it's really cool i mean Mm -hmm. he really is he's the real deal it's amazing to me how he uses his time and there's only so many hours in the day but he he's always out in the community you know he he plays golf tournaments he always seems fresh and and excited and willing to talk i mean just relentlessly you never really see him out of character or i'm gonna have to skip that and meanwhile with this budding family and yeah it's just uh, it's amazing really he he is. He he almost always um, presents the best side of him. Uh, you know, I think um, I know because you're knee, you weren't at a lot of the playoff games or any. But but <laughs> the uh, but the uh, during the playoffs, I just I love watching him because he, you know, he he goes and signs autographs and he he talks to kids and he you know just little things like you know I'll. If he passes a reporter in the bowels of the stadium, he'll say, like, you know, hey, Ann. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't look the other way. He doesn't have the, like, you know, I'm too cool to even say hello to you kind of yeah. whole thing. And um, one one day last year I was talking to him about his whole um, gender equity push because he, he does a super cool thing, which is he has a basketball camp, a summer camp. For girls, there are no NBA players who do that. Yeah, and um, that's very cool. Yeah, and and he wrote a whole thing in the Players Tribune about, um, you know, how could in this day and age there be you know sexism or discrimination against women, and you know, as the father of two little girls and all of that, and and so we we sat down to talk about that. And it happened to be a game day. And you know how players are oh, on yeah, game they day. Shut you down. Yeah, they don't talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so Raymond was like, well, yeah. you're probably 10 minutes. And yeah. I was like, okay, 10 minutes. <laughs> so 30 minutes later, yeah. I'm like, Steph, I should probably let you yeah. go. And I will <laughs> say he perfect. went out and scored 51 points that oh, night. My so, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's so unusual. And it, it's another guy I've dealt with who's kind of like that is Steve Young. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, Sometimes I think it takes more effort and more energy to be a jerk. 
I know. And yeah, and like you Bonds, s- that took a lot of work to it be It took that. a lot of yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. I ran into him the other day. He's not putting in that work. He's He was actually quite pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know if people think it's it makes them cool or it makes them, you know, be inex- inaccessibility makes them seem more valuable. I don't I don't know, but I would just think and I, you know, I think I think it bugs some NBA players that Steph is the way he is, mm, that he's, yeah. you know, so beloved and and so, you know, kind of easygoing, but, but it's not an act. It's not an act. Yeah. It's not an act at all. Yeah. So when it comes to this move, what's your feeling about the Warriors trading Oakland for the city just personally? Well, um it bums me out. Um, because I fell in love with the Warriors when they were in Oakland, and and it bums me out. My my mother was a native of Oakland. I, I just it makes me sad what's going on with that. At the same time, I think it's a lot different than the Raiders moving to Las Vegas or the Forty ers moving to Santa Clara. Even um, sure, are they still technically in the Bay Area? Yeah, but they 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 made themselves completely inaccessible to a huge number of of mm-hmm. their fans. Um, you know, th- they were the San Francisco Warriors when they got here. Uh, I remember. And the one thing I will say about Lakeup and Goober, they they never pretended otherwise. You know, they had their introductory the first day. press conference at the Epic Steakhouse under the Bay Bridge. Yep. I mean, they signaled every step of the way that this was their intention. This is what they were going to do. And so... It's not like the Yorks who, you know, mm-hmm. had all those plans to build at Candlestick and then all of a sudden, you know, in a huff, yeah. like decided they're going to Santa Clara. Or moving the Baltimore Colts in the middle of the night. Or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not that like that at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of nostalgia, especially if things go the way a lot of us think they might in the Chase Center in terms of uh, the crowd, the opulence, the just the vibe Um you know, but but that vibe was disappearing anyway in Oakland. Um, so, yeah, it was. I o- mean, it really was. was a lot more present there. Yeah, the and there on. were you know a lot of people just wanted to get into that that club mm-hmm. and and uh, you know they'd get to their seats late late for the second half and and uh, most people I know were already priced out. Yeah. You know, so so I things change. Um, yeah, but but. Um, and it's more convenient for me, quite frankly. Yeah, same here. <laughs> than, going, yeah. than going uh, through <laughs> the East Bay at rush hour to get to a game. But, yeah, uh, from Marin. Yeah, but um, I do, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit bittersweet. Yeah, I feel the same way. Well, this has been your latest version of the Warriors podcast. Uh, thanks for joining me and Ann Killian, and we'll see you the next time. Thanks. Thanks to Ann Killian for joining us, and thank you for listening. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at claterno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.